Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And don't miss these posts on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Lost glory of Americanism, a republic if you can keep it. There is a lost glory of Americanism, the ideal for which many have fought and died for. Is Jesus Christ enemy or Lord in America? This is a much needed question, yet the truth will come out in time. Foundation of God stands true. Society may sink into oblivion of global disorder, but the foundation of God stands true. Our future includes being redeemed, resurrected, and reigning. To be sure, the Lord knows those who are His own. And the latest post on warn-usa.com Global Gospel India Faith Tech Preachers Classic Warren Radio. Global Gospel This Week Christianity Faces Persecution. Tech Now enters faith and religion with high-tech robotic preachers. Christians are in peril. This is our Classic Warren Radio episode. And don't miss Righteous Branch Reign Isaiah's Prophetic Book Part 16 on Battle Lines. In one of the most prophetic arenas of the kingdom of the coming kingdom of Yeshua, Jesus Christ, we find the section in in Isaiah chapter 11. And be sure to get The Rising, a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. There's danger and intrigue, dark forces plotting, the nation is at risk. Can Max save the United States? The rising details a takeover of America with dark forces that plot to bring the country into the globalist new order. And be sure to go to Warren Dash, or I'm sorry, Dana Glenn Smith to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. And while you're there, you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature The Rising and other Christian books, as well as resources from our Visions Media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warn Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? 
Well, I'm doing good. We had a snowstorm. It all melted away. It got warm. The blue sky came out. Sunshine. The only thing wrong with it, we have a storm in D.C. surrounding the people that lead this country or try to. Yeah, it's a bad storm. Do you ever see those cartoons and the the character's supposed to be mad and they have this cloud and maybe he's mixed up and they got a cloud around his head? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the leaders of our country now, some of them. They got this yeah. cloud over their head. That's a fact. And even Putin has a cloud, you know. He has a mighty army and they uh, you know, his spokesman said that now we're we are able, more than able to take care of you. Now, I don't know if the we included China, but I can tell you that Ukraine, according to the things I've seen, you know, Ukraine has become a graveyard for Soviet tanks and stuff. So who knows? Huh. And there was a fire. Uh, there was a picture taken of a fire of a Soviet um, <coughs> gunship helicopter, you know. Mm-hmm. It somehow got shot down. Wow. Probably with them Stinger missiles. Who knows? So yeah. I don't know what's happened. I don't know if anybody knows what's going on over there. But it ain't good because you have two million people getting out of there. So no matter what Ukraine says and no matter what Putin says, there's a lot of people that don't want to be around there. So it's not safe. Nope. No, it's sad. Well, you know, the Ukraine dude came on out and said that uh, Zelensky came on out and you know, he was calling out America for more support and uh, enforce uh, no-fly zone. He did the same at at uh, the UN. But uh, these leaders, they're not going to get involved in a nuclear war unless Russia does it. And uh, it's a mess. You know, they're they Ukraine is smaller. Russia is bigger, more powerful. And, uh, you know, eventually it's going to be that if Ukraine does win, they're not going to have anything to live in because Russia's literally blowing the daylights out of every building there is. Blowing it to smithereens. Yeah. That's why they need a no-fly zone. uh, Right. So Biden's answer was send any more Stinger rockets and a few (laughs) other things. So... It's a nightmare. I feel bad for him. Yeah. So at any rate, I don't know. Biden seems like an old man at a rummage sale who digs around and tries to find stuff he can give away for free. Yeah. That's what he's doing up in D.C. What Do we got anything extra around here besides money? They don't realize that, and neither does Pelosi, that... You know, just having a never-ending flow of debt cash is, you know, debtness, indebtedness is not good. It is not. They'll be calling in the loans and we'll be in deep trouble. Well, they're pleasing the Federal Reserve, so. Oh, good for them. You know, the bottom line of it is, is that if you have a lot of countries that, you know, right now... There's a number of countries now that are quitting the U.S. dollar. Russia was forced to, and China agreed to buy some stuff through the U.N. And, uh, of course, they were. Uh, Putin was talking to Saudi Arabia about doing it. So, don't look good. Nope, 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 it doesn't. Well, tonight, Dana... The Lord's Chosen brings us to part 125 in Isaiah's prophetic book. The prophet tells Israel to forget the former things as well. They were not to consider the things of old, for he was going to do a new thing. This shall spring forth, and they will see it to appear. This, they will experience this, for this people God had chosen and formed for the Lord himself. This people, despite their backslidings, God will correct and heal. They will shell forth his praise. And now back to you, and I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Well, we are here. It's hard to believe we're at part 125. 
We left off at 43.16, Thus saith the Lord, which makes a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters. And of course, we can look back and we can see that both in Egypt and we can see it when they crossed over into the promised land. And, you know, there were there was a few issues before Israel was able to get into the promised land. <clears throat> like 40 years wandering in the wilderness. So they were 40 years late. Then now, 40 years is an important number. You find 40 years in a lot of things. It's associated with testing. And uh, just check out, check out how many times you see, uh, you know, 40 days fasting and things like that. For instance, the Lord was in, in the wilderness a long time, 40 days. And so it's associated with testing. And uh, so it took them a while. You know, you got to be ready to go into the promised land. I mean, anybody can get in there if it's free. But just like Christians, you know, we're promised a promised land through Christ. A place of forgiveness and goodness. But we're not going to get there without our 40 days. In this case, the 40 days are a lot longer. We go through our own, our own trials and testings. The Lord corrects us. And then there is the persecution from the world. And so... In verse 17, the very next verse, the one we're starting on, which brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the power, and they shall lay down, lie down together, and they shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as tow, or it implies a wick like you would put out a candle, just like, very simple. They're quenched, just like that. And... Uh, <clears throat> You know, we see the chariot and the horse, and, and it's associated with Egypt and the deliverance out of Egypt and how Pharaoh had his chariots and horses. And, you know, in that, in that time, an army, their heavy equipment, their tanks, so to be, was their horses, their chariots. And uh, then as armies advanced, and of course today we really do have tanks, but uh, and so 17 you know these things are reminding Israel that you know that there are promises and it was given to Abraham in a dream it was spoken to him and then he had a dream of darkness and the Lord revealed to him about this time that his descendants would be in Egypt and during the time of Joseph uh, Joseph became the second ruler he was of course you know the story um, in prison but he had the spirit of the living God in him and he was blessed of God and of course he he did a great great work great testimony and then it went from that to his people being put in as slaves and servants. And, you know, folks, that's the way life is. You know, you can be in life and, and be like Joseph. You can have a country that's doing really good and blessed, the people doing good, and then just like that, things change. And they were put into bondage. Now see, look at the trouble Joseph went through before he ever got raised up. And whenever God has something in store, like for a leader, you can look that there is going to be a lot of trials and testings and issues along the way. And then they get that power. And they've already been tested. They've already gone through things. And a people like Israel <clears throat> now 
when we fast forward to this and the prophet's talking about this, he's talking to people that had already gone through that that would remember that they they would, you know, see that this God had told Abraham long ahead of time what was going to happen. And even when the people were in Egypt as slaves and didn't think they would ever get out and they were the lowest the scum of the earth God brought them out and the mighty army was defeated and see today in 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 the world America has been blessed we've lived in America that's been blessed but right now America is not blessed right now there's a lot of enemies right now even our leadership is not a leadership to be proud of. We are divided, and there's definite problems. There is sin in the camp. There is blood, blood guilt, and many other issues. And so, as Christians, we have to make it through this. That's, that's our calling. We are to get through this. Now, see, there are people that push the pre-trib, mid-trib. I'm not going to talk about that. But needless to say, as a Christian believer, the times of, of having that blessing of the America that we used to have is gone, sadly. And maybe we got too rich. Maybe we got too poor. You know, poor in the Lord. Maybe we were like the Laodicean church, rich and in need of nothing. When all along we thought we were, you know, the kings, the princes, that we were perfect. And that we were rich and in need of nothing, but we were poor, blind, and naked. Now see, Israel's coming off the poor, blind, and naked. They're coming off the a time when they spent 70 years and the prophet is getting down to points here that God is going to do a new thing that God is not a God of the old you know and when the enemy comes after you say you've been delivered God has done a work in your life and the enemy attacks. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard against them. And it says, Ho! Stop! These are my people. And see, this was the time that Israel would be redeemed, would be taken out of Babylon, taken back to Egypt, I mean back to Jerusalem. And there would be a whole new thing going on. But see, the one thing of it is, it's interesting here, because if we go back to Exodus 4.4, it talks about the Lord saying, I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them, and I'll be honored upon Pharaoh and all his hosts, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord, and they did so. Now, you see, this is very important because this, this very item here is exactly what God did with the Assyrians when they attacked Judah before Judah was ever, you know, taken over by Babylon. And Hezekiah was there, Isaiah was there at the time, and the Assyrians came in and camped right at the gates of Jerusalem. And they knew that they were going to get Jerusalem because Sennacherib's father had destroyed the northern tribes. But see, this was a different matter. They were given the northern tribes to pillage and take away. But see, the Assyrians were not given this, even though they had even, and, and I believe the scriptures bear this out, that they had heard of Isaiah's prophecies concerning Assyria and concerning Judah 
So they were going to fulfill scripture. So, but at any rate, they're drawn there. That's the whole point. And they were slaughtered. Now you see, the thing of it is, is that in, Israel, in Judah's case, we're coming to the end of, of everything. And God is saying, I'm going to deliver you. And I will be honored. There will be no flesh that will be glorified. I have called this the end from the beginning. And that's why it goes in verse 18. Remember you not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. The former things are the deliverance from Egypt. And the overthrow of uh, the enemies of Israel at that time. And enemies of the Lord. And neither consider the things of old, those things formerly done. Now remember what Pharaoh told uh, Moses. He said, who is the Lord that I should obey him? Well, I got news for you. We got leaders of countries today that say that very same thing. Who is the Lord that I should obey him? Who is God that I should fear him? Who is God that is going to stop me from having abortion? Who is God who is going to stop my state from making abortion law where we can kill babies up to 28 days after birth which 28 days after birth they're a live baby and that's a human being and you're committing cold-blooded murder and they want to get away with it and when you see this kind of blatant blood guilt you're looking at the end of a civilization i guarantee you that Unless this thing turns around, unless the churches get out of their churches and get out and, you know, scream the word of God, pray the word of God, stomp in the streets, whatever you got to do, but get attention of America who is asleep and been asleep for as long as I can remember. This country is going to be no more, I guarantee it. And I'm the watchman Dana Smith, and this will be recorded before heaven and before the Lord God Almighty, who has shown me these things. And I can tell you unequivocally that it's time for America to wake up. And I'm praying and hoping that in God's judgment he will remember mercy. And I've been hoping and praying that God would put it off. But when I see the things we do, and then you look in the nations of men and what they do, all of these things are controlled by the Lord God. This is coming down. We are in prophetic times. So make no mistake about it. When you read about Israel, and you read what this prophet is telling him, you had better count this as sacred and true and pure. Because God was doing a thing back then. And they were humans like you and I were. They got afraid. They had faith at times. These were tough, tough times. And coming out of bondage after 70 years, how do you think you would feel? What would you do? Would you run up and just kiss the book that Isaiah had written and given you a promise? Would you be like Daniel who suddenly read and found out what Jeremiah said and he counted the years and figured out that the 70 years was up? Would you rejoice? Would you fast and pray until hell fell down in order to get answer? Daniel, when he is fast and praying, he wanted answered because he saw this. Remember you not the former things, the deliverance. Neither consider the things that of old, those things formerly done. And then goes verse 19. But I'll do a new thing. Something not occurred before. <coughs> now it shall spring forth as grass from the earth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness... And in the rivers in the desert. Well, let's see. He made a way in deep water before by opening up the way for them when they were fleeing Egypt. He made a way for them as they went to Sinai. He made a, <coughs> excuse me. He made a way for them. For 40 years in the wilderness as part of a punishment, that's chastisement. 
But see, he says, forget those things. I'm going to do something else. And I'm going to do something else. It's going to be grander than what I did before. And of course, one thing that when you look at it, verse 20 says, The beasts of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, the dragons and the owls. The owls, they have a, when you look at that, it's ostriches. In the Hebrew, it means daughters of the owl. Because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. Now remember Moses tapping the rock and the water came gushing forth. He got in trouble with that because he hit the rock twice. But still, he had the water that came out. The Lord stood up in the midst when he was here of the Jews Whosoever believes in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So there's one thing. When you see the term rivers and you see water in the context of these, those are types for the mercy of God. That That's where God's redemptive power is working. And these are the types. And that's why when Christ came, he said, Out of your belly shall flow. Remember him with the woman at the well? He said, the water that I give you, you shall never thirst anymore. It's mercy. And and what we're looking at here is the mercy portion of the prophet telling the people that. That it's going to be his mercy that's going to be bringing them out. No matter what men may do, no matter what their armies may do, no matter how big they get. And and see, remember this. And, and it bothers me. I know it bothers other people. And... and and I've been doing this for a long time. And, and I see things that I have been told and shown. And these things are coming to pass. And I look at it. And the thing that we have to remember, even, even a prophet, now, uh, or like Jeremiah. Jeremiah, during his prophecy, prophesying, he actually quit. He wanted to quit. And the Lord told him he needed to repent. But I can understand why. You know, and we're, we've been doing this for a long time. I've been warning for a long time, even going back to the mid-70s. And I can tell you, one thing's consistent all the way through. Nobody believed it. And now when I see things, even more that are proven, of what is coming, people are even deafer than they were before. They're upset, Yes. And, of course, everybody thinks Biden comes off as one of the worst presidents he is. But, see, there are things that he's doing that people are leading him to do. And the real brains behind everything, you don't see. But they're there. And they have connections to, like, Klaus Schwab and George Soros and many others. And we're talking big money here. You know, you can trace some of this stuff even to some of the things of the Rockefellers or the Rothschilds. And so these are all things that when we look at it, see, man gets in there in his power. And see, there are forces today that say, I can do anything I want with America. I can do anything I want with Canada. I can do anything I want with all these others because they're connected through technology and we can force them to do things. See, and they become little gods to the rest of the nations. Controlling and manipulating, they don't care about wars, they don't care about people dying. Their one goal is to control you through pandemics or war, starvation, no job, whatever it takes, that's what they're going to do. But you see, when God works, all of your forces, all of your armies, all of your chariots, all of your rockets, all of your technology, all of your plots. You're wise to do evil, but it's going to be overthrown. And so you got to remember that as a believer, 
and this is for believers. Don't ever forget that there's a God, that he can make a way. That in the midst of having your name on a computer list, you pray hard enough and fast, God can make sure that your name never comes up. Now, see, I know a lot of people get killed from persecution of you know, persecution of Christians worldwide. We cover it all the time. But see, the thing of it is, there's still the force of miracles and signs and wonders that are going on right now. And so in here, we see God's mercy. We see the miraculous. We see God doing things in spite of man. Not despite him. Not despite. This is in spite of. Despite is vengeance. Despite is can be anger. But God has in spite of because it's his mercy working. It's his justice working. It's his holiness working. And had Babylon not allowed pride to get into the way, they might have survived better. But you see, that happens you know, within the hearts of men and women. Because they go about their business in rebellion to God. And there's no fear anymore because, well, God never has done anything. He doesn't care what we do. Look what all we've done now. And he hasn't done anything. So we're just going to keep doing it. Because we can control this. But one day, the justice is going to fall. One day, they're going to step out one step too many and God's going to cut a leg off. Then he's going to whack off their head. And it'll be instant. Just one little thing, one little word. God is not affected in the least. Israel going into captivity was justice for what they did. Their time was over and God was going to, get, going to get them out. No, it doesn't matter whether it was hell or high water. Because God knows who's in hell and he, he can control the flood. So this God is not going to stop for a few pompous people in America or the world today. They're going to go so far and then God is going to cut them off. And he's going to cut them off for all eternity. And you're going to see the wicked, though they be displayed like a green bay tree, as the psalmist says, who spread in all its glory, and then suddenly it is cut down and it's no more. So shall the wicked be. Make no mistake, there is good, there is bad, there is wicked, there's evil, there's goodness, there's hope, there's salvation, there's redemption, there's the power of God, and I guarantee you it comes on the sides of his servants. You know, in Psalm 63, 1, David was in the wilderness of Judah. And he was pursued a lot of, a lot of times, really pursued. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Now you see, now if he was sitting on the throne somewhere, he would not be like that. But you see... When you go through things, experiences, and troubled times, there's a time that, you know, your flesh, there's no food. There's no water. There's enemies everywhere. And so you sit in a cave somewhere like David did, and there's not a lot of water, far from it. But he's not talking about being thirsty for water. He's talking about being thirsty for God. And even says, my flesh longs for thee. Who I am in this body, I long to see the Lord. I long to see the Redeemer. I want to be standing in this body, in this flesh, and see the Lord come and then be changed in a moment. So I will know the difference between what I was and what I'm going to become. And see, God was taking Judah out of what they were. And he was going to do a new thing that they hadn't seen before. Because why? Their hearts had changed. They were willing to listen. Will America listen? They haven't listened. 
And they're not going to listen, many of them, including in the churches, until this thing gets down. And God has a way of making people listen, waking them up to the truth. Now see, Revelation 21, 6 through 8, I want to put this in here. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and I'll give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. More water, redemption, and mercy. He that overcomes all things, <coughs> shall he that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I'll be his God, and he shall be my son. That's where we want to be, folks. But the fearful, unbelieving, the abominable, murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That's where you do not want to be. But there's going to be a lot in this world, and that's where they're going to wind up. You're going to have a lot of these leaders that are doing this. They have endless blood on their hands. Sorry to say, Biden has blood on his hands just from what he did in Afghanistan. It's, it's not, you got to make sure, when you're making decisions, it's one thing, you know, to make a little mistake. It's another thing to do something tragic, and because of you, like that event in Afghanistan, killed a lot of innocent people, plus the Taliban, we're given some of the, the biggest amount of weapons that a terrorist group has ever received. And he left them there. Biden did. And see, the fake news didn't care about it. The Biden administration played it down. Everybody played it down. But the bottom line of it is those things will be used to kill people. That's bloodshed. And God avenges the life and the blood. Now you read Revelation. And when you get into the judgments, you're going to see blood a lot. And when you see blood, you better believe blood. There's a reason it's put in there. And verse 21 of Isaiah says, This people have I formed for myself, and they shall show forth my praise. Did he ask them? No. And when does he say this? After they pulled them out of one of the worst chapters in Judah's lives. This is the humiliation. The people that knew God... were taken into captivity. They were cast out of Jerusalem and in captivity for 70 years. See, this people that he put together, I formed them for myself and they're going to show praise. Of course, they're not showing praise now. But he's speaking of what he's going to do. I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to wash you off. I'm going to cleanse you. I'm going to show you where to walk and how to walk it and how to get out of there. And I'm going to give you back your, your, your temple. You're going to have your city back. And you're going to walk in my ways and show forth my praise. And that can also be applied to Christians once they receive the Lord. Because he takes dirty, rotten Gentile sinners and dirty, rotten Jewish sinners and others. And he cleanses them. And Paul writes in, in Ephesians, one of the most beautiful things there is. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved, and whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. 
that's great. That's almost poetic. Then, um, verse 9, Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. Now see, that's a new thing too. Now as Christians, we know about this, but we count this as light. But it's not light. It's perfect And you see, when we talk about the mercy of God and doing a new thing, whatever he was doing was to be to his praise. And it wasn't how good Judah was. And it's not how good we as Christians, I mean, uh, before we ever knew Christ was all about. You know, God didn't say, well, go get washed up. And you know, that that's one of the things, you know, when you're working on the street in a street ministry, you're dealing with people that are the literal scum of the earth a lot of times. And that's what they think of themselves, many of them. But when they find God, when they find the Lord, there's this a change you wouldn't believe. When God got a hold of our heart, Tower and I, You see, we were both raised in the church. We we knew about the Lord. We knew his stories and everything. And there was a time we weren't so good in where we should have been. And then God shook us, awoke us, and we became redeemed. Independently, Tower did it one place. I was at another place. But you see, it wasn't because we were perfect. It was the opposite. You know, you're living in terrible times now. But God can bring you out just like he did Judah. He can take care of you. And you know, the warning is, Revelation twelve eleven. they overcame... By the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. That is those who overcame. So there's going to be martyrs. There is going to be death. There are going to be mean, nasty people. But I like something that Isaiah said at the very beginning of this study. Back in Isaiah chapter 1. And the Lord told Isaiah to tell him. Tell the righteous that it shall be well with them. And tell the wicked it will be ill with them. For I will give them according to their works. So if you were in Jude at the time, when the judgment finally came, they were all carried away captive. A lot of them, there were still people in the land, but there was a, there was a portion of them taken captive. Good portion. And it would have been humiliating. But remember... And, and, I, and I bring this out all the time. That judgment is redemptive. Because most people in judgment have a tendency to come to their senses and begin to think a lot. How did I get here? What has gone wrong? And you can open, you know, God can open your heart to hear what he wants you to hear. 
So this, this thing that we've been going through with Isaiah and delivering of Judah it was solely by the grace of God. And out of his love, he was going to deliver them. And nothing on the face of the earth was going to stop them. Now, God is going to have a people and Christians, you know, people who are born again and know Christ, Yahshua. He's going to bring them. He's going to save them. They're going to be with him. And it doesn't matter how powerful the devil is. How mean and nasty China and all the others are, they're going to be judged. And they're going to die. And I'll tell you where a lot of them will die at. At Jerusalem. At the proper time. And one thing I can tell you is, don't provoke this God. And all of those, and there's been a, a whole level of young people going to Satan. And I know, I've talked to a few of them. And they think it's so cool. Well, listen, honey. If that's what you want to serve, you go right ahead. But one day, you're going to dread the day that you ever even thought it. And there will be no describing what you will go through because of your rejection of Yahshua, Jesus Christ. In the end, Babylon was destroyed and brought down. And when we see it as far as scripture, you know, there's a lot of judgment from the prophets on it. But they're not the only nation. And today we have a lot of nations that have drunk of the whore in revelation of her abominations. And God is going to shake this world and he is going to judge this world and he is going to bring his people out just like he brought the children of Israel out of the wilderness. And that's the way it is. Love God or hate God, have faith or not, that's the way it's going to be. But be reminded, for without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so when we think about these things and we look just where we're at. In verse 22 we have a change of tone of Isaiah 43. But thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob. But thou hast been weary of me, O Israel. Thou hast not brought me the small cattle of thy burnt offerings, neither have you honored me with thy sacrifices. I have not caused thee to serve with an offering, nor wearied thee with incense. Now see, if you go into Zechariah and look at this a little bit, verse 5 and 6, Speak unto all the people of the land and to the priests, saying, When you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh month, even those seventy years, did you at all fast unto me, even to me? You know, people go without eating today. Well, they can call that fasting. But you didn't do it for the Lord. You did it to lose weight. And he said, And when you did eat and when you did drink, did you not eat for yourselves and drink for yourselves? Giving no thought of who provided it, for instance. And, you know, and even saying a prayers and grace. Sometimes those are rote as well. And you forget, and what Zechariah is mentioning, all the things that you did, that you were taught, you were raised, that is even in the law. 
and and in the feasts and the things that you're to do. Did you really do them for me? Well, when you research it, you're going to find out they didn't. They did go through them. But their heart wasn't in it. And this brings you to Proverbs 15, 8, and 9. Saying, if you're not in the will of the Lord, and you're rebelling against him, you're in the house of the wicked. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he loveth him that follows after righteousness. And see, this, you know, is speaking directly to Israel. But it also speaks to the Gentile church today. Because we are to walk in his light, the Lord's light, just as he is the light. Then we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You'll find that in 1 John 1. I mean, 1 John chapter 1. See, there's that relationship. And so, you know, when you go through this, and you've been in captivity, and all of a sudden... They start telling you that God is going to bring you out because this is the 70th year. You can hear him. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, he sold us. We haven't heard from him. You know, he, he's, he just gave us over to be devoured by our enemies. You know, he, he ain't coming. Then all of a sudden, he does it. And he brings them out. And they've been in there so long they forgot the law. So they had to send make sure there was a priest around. That's why Ezra was around. And they had to learn how to do everything again. And they had to go back and build a temple again. See, Israel's in the land. They're, they're still under the same covenant that the others, that they were before. But they have no temple. They don't make sacrifices like they used to. Um, you know, Israel is a microcosm like America is. But see, as Paul pointed out in Romans 11, God is not finished with Israel. See, these are all items under the end of days and the things we're looking at. And we're looking back at the tough times and the prophecies of Isaiah. And I can tell you, you can look at Isaiah, you can look at you know, both houses of Israel, you can see the Lord God, you can see the enemies, and you can see also that we need to learn from the history. We need to learn from what has gone on. We need to check our own hearts. We need to make sure, because I can tell you, you may say, well, no, none of this bothers me. And it may be because you're so busy. But you need to understand, you're going to have to face this sometime. Being ignorant is not the answer. But getting before God is. Now, we're going to be done at uh, verse 24. of Isaiah 43. And we do these in in uh, our segments. But uh, you know folks there's more things that we can learn from this than you would ever think. The Lord's chosen is very important. That's this week. This week it's taken from Isaiah forty three, eighteen through twenty one. 
And remember this, this people have I formed for myself that they shall show forth my praise. And God does the work. It takes his regeneration through his spirit to deliver us. And the atoning work on the cross through our Messiah, Yahshua, Jesus. But you need to focus on the Lord and look to him and don't walk in fear. Because God is a God of miracles. He really is. And that's where we need to stand. Father, thank you for this word. Bless this word to your people. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness. From the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. So be sure to look up to the Lord. Get into the word of God. And know that the events you see every day. Those are human events, but God is a supernatural God who changes the works of men overnight. He can bring them to naught. You there? Yes, I am. You know, listening to this, and, and it just amazes me of God's great love. It's beyond comprehension. And... It just is amazing to me, the love he has for us, and he's always offering forgiveness, and that we can be right before him. Thank God. I thank the Lord Jesus for his work on the cross. Yeah. Just is amazing. Well, you know, how many times have we talked about, you know, the misconception of many of the unbelievers, the wicked unbelievers, That's right. who call God a mean, vengeful God, who doesn't understand the process. That's right. It's sad. I mean, he is God. You want to argue with him, go ahead. Won't do you any good. No, no, it won't. You know, I told a deacon one time, or a presbyter, can't remember which, after God got a hold of my heart again when I'd been arguing with him for 12 years, never was an unbeliever. And all he did was consider it lightly. And that hurt, because it was a lesson that was deeply rooted in me now. And so I know how the righteous get. I know that they can become smug. And they don't consider the fact that that they too have done things they shouldn't have. That's right. That there's only one way, and that is through forgiving of others. And he that does not show mercy will not receive mercy. And that although redeemed by Christ, we are to walk in the light as he is in the light. Make no mistake, we'd better wake up in the churches and out of the churches because the time for playing games is over. We're going to have to get out of here. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. Remember to keep praying for your brethren around the world. We love you. We pray for you. And... May God make his face to shine upon you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Also, pick up a copy of my book, The Rising, by Dana Glenn Smith. You can go over to our websites. We have links over there. You can go to Life Rich uh, Publishing. 
Uh, it's on Amazon. It's on many, many, many others. So check it out. Get the book. Write, uh, write a comment on it. If you can't find a place to put your comment, send it to us on our website. So check out the book, The Rising. Until then, look up to the Lord. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.